action. Go to the cinema in your gym gear, and that will make you more. Yeah. Because that's what I do. Is so I will wake up or whatever, and I will change into like gym gear, and that puts me in a mindset of like, right, well, I'm already dressed for the part, mm. so then I I will go for a run or something. Yeah. That's the thing. Like getting there is a problem. As soon as I'm there, it's fine. But it's just yeah. putting my head in the mindset to actually to actually go. A long yeah. bit. There's no gyms near near where I am, or close enough for me to be bothered to go. So I have to run or do mm. stuff at home, which is also difficult to get motivation. Absolutely. Even yeah, the whole lock when it was lockdown stuff and like because Ketchy was banging out home workouts and she was like trying to get me into it and I was like ah I can't be I was just like about home workouts. I'm like this is this is dead. Yeah, <laughs> home, is, gym, home is my relaxing place. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, fuck Jim. Shit. Um, hello and welcome to another episode of Your Average Critics, joined currently by just Obi, but Chris will join later. How are you, Obi? I'm good, big dog. How are you? Oh, that's a new one. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Thanks. I feel like I should have prepared a, <laughs> a, a different name for you, but that would caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're proper, proper throw me, but... Um, so we're going to chat Free Guy, as Chris hasn't seen it, and then we'll talk What If afterwards. Um, just a little bit of film news. Um, Carnage has been pushed back by about a month from September to October uh, because it seems that America is suffering quite a lot from the Delta variant at the moment. Um, I actually you... heard that um, it may get pushed back again. Oh, really? Yeah, that was today. I don't know. What's what? I don't know why, but yeah, that's what I heard. Well, you sort of preempted this last week, didn't you? And you thought No Way Home might be postponed. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if Carnage was to delay by a month, then you would feel like they would be relatively confident that that would be okay because delaying it and then delaying it again just makes them look stupid. Mm. Yeah, know. no, I would agree. I would agree, and like it's. Because obviously we we don't live in America, so we don't really know what the like, what the what's the word, what the feelings like over there in terms of like people like want going outside, being willing to go outside and go to theaters and stuff like that. So like it's hard to gauge what like the what the general fear or non fear of like COVID is over there in terms of like people going outside and stuff. Obviously, it's, it must be quite high for them to for them to delay it, but. Um, you have to think, like, if they delay it any further. Now, it's like you were saying, like, them, obviously, maybe it's not the same as the same for Sony, but, like, them delaying this one might make them have to delay other stuff and delay other stuff after that, and then you just end up having a massive backlog of of stuff that you want to release kind of thing. Yeah, and, and one thing I didn't even consider when we were talking last week is that not only might they have to push other films back, I mean, obviously, Morbius is... is a Sony kind of Marvel product as well, mm. but you're also potentially going up against other massive films. Yeah. So um, I think No Time to Die is coming out in like end of September. Mm. You've got the second Halloween film, June is supposedly coming out in yeah. um, that time. Eternals beginning in November, yeah. Ghostbusters three or four, whichever one it is, um, Top Gun Maverick. You know, all of these films, you're 
West Side Story. You know, you're just thinking, God, if you want to go up against any of them, you know, not. I, I don't feel like the common moviegoer will watch two films in a day or no. a week. Whereas I will, I'll like, you know, on a Sunday watch two films or whatever. Yeah. But, but if it's a choice between, you know, Daniel Craig's last outing as James Bond or the, you know, new potential superheroes in the Eternals versus the sequel to a film which did well financially but was a bit meh. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, Carnage is going to come out like what bo- bottom on every yeah. occasion. So, yeah. and it's the same with, with Spider-Man, you know, if that gets pushed back and you're looking at beginning of 2022 and it's just, yeah, I, I don't know what the, the solution is, but um, I think Kevin Feige was asked recently about the Eternal saying, oh, is it just going to be exclusively in cinemas for 45 days, which Free Guy and I want to say Shang-Chi are doing? Yeah. Um or will it potentially simultaneously go on Disney Plus? And he said, you know, ideally we would do the exclusive in cinemas, but it does all depend on, yeah. Isn't that, you know. oh, wait, just quickly, yeah. Isn't that a bit bummy of him to be like, or Disney to be a bit bummy of them to put uh, Shang-Chi out exclusively, but they didn't do the same for Black Widow? Um, I feel like they've always sort of treated Black Widow as a bit like, Hey, you know, you wanted this, mm. <laughs> you know, rather than this is setting up phase four or mm. this character will be integral for, you know, phase four and possibly further on. Black Widow was more like, I guess, a recognition that Scarlett Johansson had, you know, been a big part of the MCU and also had sort of got even more popular as an actress since she first joined it. So it was more mm. like, a hey, you know. Captain Marvel did well, so women aren't too bad in leading roles, are they? And I was like, you know, here's a solo movie. It, you mm. know, in the grand scheme of things, Black Widow was not particularly important for the MCU. Yeah. You know, you could have introduced Yelena in... She could have just turned up in Hawkeye and you'd been like, oh, okay. True. Um, but, yeah. Um... What else? Any other film news that you're aware of? Um, I was going to say about the, um, and I don't know if either you and Chris played it, but um, the Avengers game, they dropped their uh, War for Wakanda expansion thingy majiggy today. Oh no, okay. yesterday even. That looked, that looked pretty good actually. Oh yeah. hello Chris. We haven't even started talking about Free Guy yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's some other news. I don't know whether that was true, but Ryan Reynolds tweeted out saying about Free Guys too. Yes, yeah, you said the sequel's in the works. Yeah. yeah. Although, I mean, we'll come on to that when we talk about Free Guy, if you don't mind a few spoilers, Chris. Welcome, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so I can guess what's going to happen at the end of it anyway, so... Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was just saying about about the game, like, I was going to ask if either of you two have played it or wanted to play it, or are you more... Do you want to play it more now you've seen that they're doing, like, expansions and stuff, and apparently they're going to do one for Spider-Man as well? I have heard absolutely nothing about whether it's any good. Initially, mm. I thought it looked like it would be quite cool, but 
I feel like it was you, Obes, that said it hadn't had particularly good reviews or something. So yeah. I sort of was just like, there, nah, I'll leave it. Um, yeah. But, well, yeah, I mean, have you played it? What is it like? I haven't played it. I've just I've only spoken to a few people about it. Um, and to be fair, it's it's weird because like uh, when I've like googled it and stuff like that, or like, looked at like YouTube videos, people have kind of like not been impressed by the game. Basically, saying like it's very very glitchy and very like um, like buggy and very samey samey in terms of like playing the game, actually playing the game. But I'm talking when I've spoken to people that I know, they've been a lot more positive about it. Um, so I'm wondering if the negative reviews are more of like an industry thing. Rather than like a uh, on like a personal, rather than like a personal thing, because like I've spoken to like three different people now that I know personally about the game, and they've said, "Oh yeah, it's really good, it's really good." So I don't know. I'm, I'm I want I kind of want to play it, um, but I have no idea if uh, you can like play it with people, like with friends and stuff. And if it's just like a solo game, then I don't want to play it. But if you can play it with people and you can all like team up and go and do shit, then I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's it's quite a, an interesting thing that they're adding expansion packs, mm. you know, different kind of worlds and universes, I guess they could do. Um, yeah, Wakanda's certainly a, a topical one, considering today's What If episode. But um, mm. let's... So, I mean, the, I, I've got some news about Shang-Chi, but I really don't want to say it, because if you don't know it, then it's going to potentially, you know, spoil something for you. But I will, after Shang-Chi's come out, I guess I'll say what it is that I heard. Um, not yeah. that I'm an, I, I'm not an ITK or anything, <laughs> you know. What's it about? Whatever you, you say. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to give you something <laughs> to kind of think about. Um, I would say I've, I've heard really good reviews about, about it. So. Oh yeah, this has nothing to do with the actual oh, okay. quality of the film. It's, okay. Yeah. It the, but, I think the, pre- the premiere was yesterday, I think. Yeah. Um, I've heard good things as well. Um, but Free Guy. So uh, I actually went to see Screen Unseen last week. Oh, which... quickly. Sorry, Glenn. Bef- like, before you get into like... Wow. It, I'm so sorry, but I just want to say, because you mentioned it as a Screen Unseen, I completely forgot about that. That's a really shit choice for Screen Unseen. That's all I wanted to say. Why? Because it's coming out, because it's coming out like, it came out two days later. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and so... I, I, Aren't screen unseen tickets cheaper though? It's like a fiver, and I think I think at, my, at Odin in Beckenham, so tickets are like five pounds seventy-five, so not not much cheaper. Yeah, right. but, um, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, quickly. I was going to say when I feel like when we were regularly going to screen unseen, it was like me, me, like more indie films and more like yeah. films that you wouldn't be likely to go and see if yeah yeah if they were just like our kind of thing and. It, like that was the more of like the oh what's it gonna be is so it's unknown like a bit of excitement there but it's a film that's like pretty well known it's a Disney slash Fox film by a, one of the biggest movie stars in the world um, mm-hmm. that's coming out in two days time I think that's a yes. terrible choice for screen unseen so yeah. I just wanted to get that I right. mean so pre pandemic the the tickets were about half as half the price but I've noticed that since cinemas have reopened tickets have basically been yeah around a fiver. Um, even for like, so that the premier seats are the exact same price as the non-premier seats. Um, so I think that's interesting. Um, and obviously they, Odeon specifically reduced their limitless price by, again, about half um, to just entice people back to the cinema, which I think is also 
one of the reasons why Free Guy was the screen unseen. So I was pleasantly surprised, only because I was planning to go and see it on the weekend, and it meant I didn't have to. Um, but you know, we've previously seen was it Mind Hunt, Mind Mind Horn? Um, yeah, Mind Horn. And... So that that was a good film, man. That was a good film. Oh, yeah, okay. and one that I I never would have bothered going to watch probably. Um, there was I saw a Scream unseen, which was average um uh, the ritual but you know yeah, it, it, that was shit. but there was um you know people were thinking oh, it'd be respect or um maybe still water or something like that you know like you said a, a less kind of tentpole film but i do think a, bit, a billboard film there as well three billboards outside ebbing missouri no yeah. i think we, we saw um i thought we saw that and bare people walked out i didn't see that it's, that wasn't a screen on scene for me i don't think Oh. I've I've definitely seen an Oscar-y type film from there though. Chris, we saw Florida Project. That was screen on scene. That was, that and, was absolutely shocking. And the, the the Nazi one. No, not Nazi. The um, Death of Stalin. Oh, yeah, the Death of Stalin. That was shocking as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely saw three billboards on, as one of them as well. I don't know if I saw that on my own or with someone. I'm sure I saw that as a screen on scene. So the cynic in me thinks that Fox or Disney, shall we say, have done this maybe because they didn't think that many people would go to see it maybe mm. they weren't confident that it would make as much money as they wanted it to um to be fair, the trailer that, doesn't do it justice not at all so i i don't know if i said it on one of the previous pods but the trailer for this made it look pretty cheesy and generic and kind of annoying like I've said, I've got Ryan Reynolds fatigue um, because, you know, he is, I guess, so energetic and so kind of, this is coming from me, but sarcastic. And I'm just like, wow, I'm just a bit tired of you playing the same guy over and over again. He's um, very, him- he's just very himself or what he appears to be, like how he appears to present himself in like, the media kind of thing. That's how he is in most films. Yes. So it's basically um, actor. Yeah. But it's also like, as I feel like every film he's in now is also, there's also a nod to the fact that he is Ryan Reynolds or like another character he has played. You know, Deadpool's always talking about like, oh, this, this is Ryan Reynolds guy, isn't he a handsome chap? Or, you know, things like that. Mm. It's funny a few times, but anyway, so Free Guy is um, a Fox production. Obviously they were bought by Disney. Um, it basically tells the story of Guy, played by Ryan Reynolds, who is a non-playable character in a video game franchise called Free City. And he doesn't know this at the beginning. Um, so he goes about his daily kind of loop of, you know, waking up, talking to his goldfish, getting some coffee, meeting his best friend, Buzzy, um, and going to work at the bank where inevitably they get heisted or, you know, uh, whatever the kind of quote-unquote human players who have avatars in the game wish to do so it's sort of like a gta um like an open world game where these characters can go and do whatever they want rob a bank you know hijack a car beat up npcs such as guy and sorry can i just interrupt you and say that i really want to play like i really want to be involved in like a global game like this with like where like everyone plays (laughs) that would be sick 
Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so there's element. There's like a Fortnite-esque element to it in some of the skins that you can sort of use. Um, it's you know, the, I mean, the films are twelve, so it's not as kind of bloody as like GTA would be, or it could have been. Um, but eventually, so guy talks about not you know not having met the woman of his dreams and then he sees a character played uh by jodie coma um uh, molotov girl is her avatar name um or millie in real life and he basically sees her and then from that point starts to break from his loop uh and there's quite a funny scene in a coffee shop where he always orders uh kind of um what is it? He just orders a like, coffee with, just with like two, black, yeah, black coffee with cream or something. Yeah, yeah and he right. goes, hmm, actually, I want to try a cappuccino. And the barista's like, uh, what? And then the whole kind of coffee shop looks around, and this, you can see in the background this tank slowly turning, mm. and the cop, the policeman is like, you what? You're gonna get shot? And he's like, oh, I'm just joking. I want a black coffee with two sugars <laughs> or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, phew. But from that point, he sort of starts acting less like an NPC and more like a kind of real kind of quote-unquote person um and you know there's a, a slow kind of romance building with uh molotov girl aka millie in the real world um millie is suing tsunami which is the company that made free city because she suspects uh the owner um antoine played by taika waititi of stealing her uh game design that she did with uh, Keys, who's a character played by Stranger Things, Joe Keery. He works at Tsunami, but basically as sort of like a, he's getting paid and he's got a job even though he knows that basically Antoine nicked his code. So there's these two kind of worlds, the real world and the kind of quote-unquote video game world. And in this video game world, there's a, a way of proving that the game that Millie made was stolen. So she basically trains guy up or guy levels up to be able to help her with that um and then you know inevitably the happy ending they find it and uh antoine just tries to destroy the world of free city by destroying servers which puts guy and all his friends at risk um that's not a succinct film to, <laughs> to describe <laughs> um but i think that's the general gist of it so, Obi, what did you think? Um, yeah, I'm going to swing it back to you. I was pleasantly surprised um, by the film. I didn't, like, love it or anything, but I did enjoy it. Because, um, like, obviously, when you see... Like, the trailers for this film uh, aren't great, um, and they didn't really entice me to watch it. But, obviously, I went to go see it because like, we go to watch everything. So, you know. Mm. Um, Ryan Reynolds... Uh, is Ryan Reynolds in this film like um, I think he has a good supporting cast around him and I think that uh, helps this film uh, like in the fact that it, the whole story doesn't revolve around his character is to the is like makes the film better I think um, and the story outside of um, Free is it Free City is that what it's called yeah the story outside of Free City is to me is actually interesting and even the whole, like, the intricacies of the game and the AIs in the game and 
all that like evolving and stuff I found was really interesting and I'm glad that they added all of that into the film um and it made it uh for a better made for a, definitely made for a better story I think that um Jodie Comer and her both her and Keys and her and Ryan Reynolds uh they both had like she had good chemistry with both of them um which I think made made the film enjoyable to watch um I didn't really laugh as much as I had hoped I would um, because obviously with, with, with Ryan Reynolds I think you expect at least a couple cheap laughs um, and I didn't really get that I laughed I laughed maybe twice in the in the two hours that it went on and, oh, really? yeah and it, that was just huh. at both of the the bigger cameos I would say I'll leave hmm. it as like I'll just say that because obviously Chris will watch it in a bit um, yeah, fair, I, though, be, what, what film has you what film have you really really laughed at? What film have I really, really laughed at? I've laughed yeah. loads of films. <laughs> yeah, no, but like, so my point was going to be actually, sorry, so like Hangover, bare people find funny, but Obi does not find funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you one actually that's really funny, the other guys. We like that, don't we? Yeah. 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 There's, loads, there's loads of films that I've laughed there at. Like, no, I'm just, I'm um, just, because Glenn, John, because Glenn was very, uh, <laughs> who the fuck is John? John. <laughs> I've like, how long have you known me, Chris? Uh, honestly, I've I, I done myself in at the gym. I'm fucking knackered. Um, no, but Glenn, because Glenn was quite shocked you didn't laugh at more than two things, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sorry, to, to just jump in on that. So, I felt like the first 30 odd minutes was not that funny. Mm. And they tried to force it a bit. Um, I felt like it took me a while to warm to Guy. Mm. He was, initially, I was a bit like, this is kind of annoying. His, like, I guess, OTT love of everything, which you get because he's an NPC, but I was also like, mm, it's kind of grating. But it got funnier when they introduced Antoine, and I felt like. Oh, was, I disagree. He was a bit OTT, but there was <laughs> something. I hated him also. There were oh. some <laughs> things that he said and did that were quite funny. The rest of it I was a bit like, eh, you're oh, going God. too far. Yeah. And there's a scene where one of the cameo characters you see the person that's controlling him yeah uh, and he's a teenager in the bedroom that bit was quite funny that was funny. um but yeah i mean it wasn't it wasn't like a laugh a minute but i feel like i laughed more than twice and certainly towards the end when the dude turns up that was oh i thought that oh, i hated that <laughs> that was rubbish and it might be because i saw like a a trailer thing. I don't know if I think I said. Yeah, that, last, tra- last... that trailer was a massive spoiler. I didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, like just the way that um, that the dude guy is acting in the trailer, and then obviously it's like Ryan Reynolds, and he's like pretending that he's actually like put on all that muscle, and that's just like this is so fucking shit. And like Chris said, it spoils it in the film because I knew that was coming for one, and then oh. for two, and I was just like, oh mate, this is just fucking. See, I I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see that trailer, so okay. I didn't know that was coming. And I found it kind of funny in the way that he's like that. The character of the dude is like a not finished character. So in terms of his um, kind of speech kind of patterns, he mm. sometimes says like, "Oh, you are adjective today," you know. And I found that kind of funny. And obviously, mm. the, the kind of facial mapping is awful because it's yeah. not kind of rendered properly. You but... English literature geek. <laughs> but yeah sorry I continue that's right uh, I never feel things to say um, but yeah I liked the whole 
I think they did well to like pad out like the whole aspect of like the gaming culture around it. Like, because most people, I'm I'm not really one of them. Most people who like like to play like GTA and stuff like that, like you were saying earlier, and they do go around beating up random people, like NPCs. They do go out like beating people up for no reason and stuff like that. And obviously, they that plays into this film a lot. And then you'll see characters just doing random things like one at one point there was a character just running into a wall constantly and just not yeah yeah and it was like that's just that sort of thing that you would just do on the game like kind of thing like <laughs> and i think <laughs> it was in, it was enjoyable to see to have them uh to have them work that into the film because it's just like that's just a classic thing that people would do or some people have done like when they play games and stuff and i enjoyed how like um they inserted like different people like streaming and stuff like streaming the game and talking about it because that's like a big thing in gaming now is like streaming on twitch or whatever it's like yep. quite, quite big in, in that gaming culture now i quite enjoyed how they kind of worked it in made it more made it like quite modern um and what else i'm gonna say yeah i didn't like taika Waititi's character at all and i get that he was supposed to be like ott like a like a massive like douche basically but i just even though I knew that what his character was supposed to be, I just I thought it was just so cringy. Like every time he was speaking, I was like, "Oh god, it's horrible." Yeah. Um, it was more missed than hit. What, yeah, what absolutely. Saying, but. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a I think it's a good film. Um, it's got a lot of heart as well. I didn't expect it to have that much heart. And like yeah. when you get into like, I do wish they. I think they do. They do go into like the deeper, maybe like ideology of like AI. But I feel like they could have maybe gone a little bit deeper, but then it's not really that sort of film. So I understand why they didn't mm. go that much further. But I, I liked how they kind of worked that in as well to like, yeah. you know, like in the like cuffing, like what, what what does it mean to be alive, like that kind of thing. Um, it's, it's no but does it have family? No. So like, but, but does it have family? <laughs> it's not yes, quite it not does. quite Vin Diesel, you know. But, um, family. And but, I like and I like I, I like the way. Uh, during the cameo that I was talking about earlier, the second cameo, I like the way they used certain. Uh, I can't, it's, it's, a, it's hard to say about, about spoilers. Just say it, just say it but, off the no, it's right, it's right. But I like the way they used certain, they used certain things. <laughs> I like the way yeah. like the guy used certain things, and it made me forget. Uh, it made me remember um, who made this film, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Was it Tiger Waititi who made this film? No. It's a guy was called Sean, Sean Levy. But he was in it though, wasn't he? Yes. Well, yeah, he, he plays Dan Swan. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so I think the, the biggest thing I took from this film, like you said, was the heart. Um, it, the trailer really, like, doesn't do it, like we've said it before, doesn't do it justice. But, you know, I think it takes the time to get into the film. I certainly, first, like I said, 20, 30 minutes, is a bit like, meh, I'm alright with this film. But, um, you know, I really got to quite like Jodie Comer's character, um, Keys, um, even Guy and Buddy. Like they've got like Lil Ray Howery and Ryan Reynolds have a really good chemistry as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, like Buddy is just like so upbeat, and yeah. when he's like, you know, Ryan Reynolds when he discovers that he's an AI, he's like, so my life is meaningless, and Buddy's like, hey, you know. Uh, it's what you know i'm living my best life i've got my best friend and mm. i love every day so why is that not the point of life and you know there's some just nice sweet elements to that and even i guess there's like quite a stereotypical rom-com trope at the end where um 
Millions keys get together because she realizes that he built the game for her. And well, spoiler. Cool. Oh, sorry, I knew. It was it's alright. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. But you know, it's it's like only when she realizes that he loves her does she then realize that she might like him, which is a bit a bit like mm. <laughs> you sort of pied this guy off for the last two hours of the film. But hey ho, it was quite it was sentimental and quite nice. Um, and. You know, it does towards the end get a bit ready player one when it's like, hey, here's an Easter egg. There's an Easter egg. But yeah. I think the detail they go into, like you said, is quite good. So you I feel like if you rewatch the film and basically just said to yourself, right, just look at the background mm. and, and try and ignore everything in the foreground. You'll probably see things like you said, you know, characters spamming out because they've glitched or whatever. Or the detail when he, he puts the glasses on and can see all the kind of tokens that he can get. Um I also feel like, like you touched on as well, and I feel like it's quite rare nowadays, but the story felt complete, mm. as in like, it all made sense. I felt, I didn't feel like there were like major loose ends. Uh, it all worked within itself. They're the kind of, um, MacGuffin of it, I guess, is also made sense. It wasn't like huge leaps of logic or, you know, yeah. massive kind of, uh, coincidences. It was just sort of like, yeah, this is, it, it made sense and, and it was to an extent believable, which I think is quite rare. And I also felt, I don't know about you, Obes, but I felt the visual effects were fucking outstanding. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Considering I imagine 98% of the film is visual effects, I was mm. just like, some of the stuff they did was really impressive. Mm. Um, it's one of those films that, like, I don't really like 3D, but I, uh, if I did like it, I would watch this film in 3D. That's a point, yeah. I, I feel like there's not been a 3D film for ages. There was a, a point where like everything was released in 3D. Do you not think, though, 3D doesn't really hit the mark? I think the only film that I know has hit the mark in 3D is probably that Spy Kids 3D. Oh, that was sick. That was yeah, great. But, but, with the red and blue glasses. Yeah. To be fair, that's the only one that sticks out in my mind. I feel like I, should, I, feel like, I feel like I saw Avatar in 3D. I, I thought, saw Avatar in 3D, and I don't feel like it did much more than than the wow factor of the CGI um, that we saw in the non 3D version. If you get what I mean, I've seen a few. I've seen a lot of 3D films, but I always come out thinking I'd probably been better off just watching this in um normal. Yeah. Um, I feel so, Chris. You you mentioned the sequel. I feel like this film doesn't need a sequel and doesn't uh, really lend itself to one either, particularly where it ends up. I was just like, you just certain. I know studios are all about money, but at some point you just have to be like, this film works on its own. Yeah. And to be honest, if they did a sequel, it would probably ruin it. Um, yeah. Although it depends on the finances. It made quite a lot on its first day, which is what Disney then greenlit the sequel off. But you know, so far it's made fifty-three million off of a hundred and twenty-five million dollar budget. Um, and I don't know if if Obi, you watched that Matt Damon clip that Chris put in the chat last week. No, I didn't. So that was actually I, I, I thought that was really like insightful into like how the industry's changed. Yeah. So I, I'm really glad you sent us that. So for anyone that doesn't didn't listen to last week's podcast, first of all, pause this, listen to it, and then press play on this. But um, basically, Chris was telling us about a uh, Matt Damon. He was on that Hot Wings show. It's on YouTube. Can't remember the name of it, but um, Hot Ones. Hot Ones. That's it. 
Uh, and he was talking about, um, so he's in the new film Stillwater, and uh, the host was just like, you know, what's changed with streaming and things like that? And basically Matt Damon was saying that previously uh, a studio could rely quite a lot on, you know, decent DVD sales. Mm. Um, so basically he he used the example of Behind the Candelabra, which is like a, a film of him and Michael Douglas about, I think it's Liberace. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so essentially... He, was, he said if it's a $50 million budget, the studio will then um, spend another 50 on advertising and marketing. Uh, the studio then has to split all the profits 50-50, hypothetically, with the exhibitor, so Odeon or View or whatever. Mm. So therefore, that $50 million budget film is $100 million because they've spent that on advertising. And then to make back that $100 million, they need to sell $200 million of tickets because mm. they split everything 50-50. So mm. they have to make $200 million to break even mm. and anything after that's profit. And a, a film like Behind the Candelabra is not going to make that much money. So they could rely on $120 million theatrical run and then DVD sales. But because the DVD is basically obsolete, unless you're me, then you mm. don't have that backup now. So those sorts of niche films are not really being made or, you know, there's less of a risk, um, more of a risk, sorry. So even with this, $125 million for Free Guy, probably similar amount in advertising. You're looking at $500 million before you even break even. Don't know. That's, in- that's interesting. Yeah, but it was a really, really interesting talk. The whole mm. thing, really, it was about half hour long, but... That, that particular bit. His um, his film, uh, I don't know if it's in your Odeon again, but I, it was only in Beckenham Odeon for a week, and then they it's already out. been gone. Yeah. What? I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to go watch it, but it fucking yeah, <laughs> it was in there for a week. I was like, oh, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I, and again, I think that that's a symptom of the pandemic because the only films that stay in my local Odeon are the big family blockbusters like Jungle mm. Cruise, Black Widow. Um, free guy, you know, the the kind of I guess the less broad appeal ones are just coming and going, like your kind of uh, the horrors that's um, mad. like mm. Don't Breathe 2 only came out on Friday and there's only one showing a day now and it's at like 9 o'clock mm. and you think am I going to bother going to see that, I mean I'm seeing it tomorrow because the last, they've got a 7 o'clock showing but the rest of it's just once a day, so it's just you know, <laughs> they're not getting many bums on seats. Um, but yeah, I mean, so you're not super keen on a, a free guy sequel either. No, yeah, like you said, I think it was a it was a nice close story, and I think they do well to to end it like that. I'm trying to think what they would even. I feel like if they did do a sequel, it any story they could potentially use to do a sequel is probably just going to annoy me because it's probably going to involve like like the evolution of the AI kind of thing. I, th- I would think and that's just going to piss me off, even though it kind of makes sense when you put it in context with how they were evolving in uh, in, the, in the free guy. But it's just unnecessary, I think. Mm-hmm. They should do a free guy expansion into that Avengers game. I know it doesn't quite fit, but <laughs> it's pretty cool. Because uh, it's quite a well thought out 
world. Okay. Mm. You can you can borrow that Avengers game. My brother's got it. Is it decent? Yeah. But no, that with uh, Freega, I feel like that's the sort of thing where like so like when I first watched the trailer, I thought, is this like a game that's been made into a film kind of thing? Like, or I thought it was like another property or another franchise that they brought into film. So I feel like if it's successful, they could probably branch it off into something else if they wanted to. Maybe not necessarily a sequel, but you could maybe branch off into like, uh, maybe like a streaming service series or or even a game, I think. But, um, which I think would be like, obviously in, based inside of like Free City, not like all the other shit, bullshit going on on the outside world. But, um, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, talking of uh, streaming series, uh, spin-off of large properties, that's quite a sh- force-handed segue but um what if so the this is the fourth disney plus series right yep oh we've rattled through them yeah well one division only came out in february but Mm. um jan but yeah so what if is the animated anthology from marvel uh it is canon within the mcu as far as we're told um uh yeah animated um filling the void between um loki and shang chi so there are nine episodes two of which have shown um will basically it's narrated by uh the watcher who is voiced by jeffrey wright who was in amongst many other things uh casino royale and the quantum of solace um, oh yeah he was in that film that's where I first know him from. Mm. Um, although his acting CV, I'm sure, is surpasses that. But, is he? Uh, um, is he going to be in the Batman? Sorry to interrupt. Is he? Yes. Yeah. yeah he's um, is he, Jim, uh, Gordon. Jim Gordon. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. To interrupt. Um, that's right. So he basically plays the Watcher. I guess you know Stanley's character at the end of Guardians Two. I feel like it's that sort of vibe. He he basically can see everything, all the different universes and multiverses. And very much in the way that the Eternals trailer says uh, they've been observing but haven't in- interfered. And he says he will never interfere. Um, so he basically just, you know, bookends each episode. Um, the first episode was what if Sharon Carter became the first Avenger? Um, so this is literally what it says on the tin. So, um, you know, Steve Rogers is about to get the super soldier serum, but because uh, Sharon Carter stays in the room rather than leaves, um, he, Steve Rogers ends up getting shot uh, and she then jumps into the kind of sarcophagus thing to get the serum so the serum isn't wasted and she becomes Captain Carter. Uh, and then the vast majority of the episode follows the same story as Captain America. Uh, you know, she takes down Red Skull, uh, she rescues Bucky. Um, the only difference is that Steve Rogers remains tiny, but then gets uh, a kind of prototype Iron Man suit called the, is it the Iron Stomper or something? Hydra Stomper. Stomper. Um, which is a prototype by Howard Stark, uh, powered by the Tesseract, which <laughs> I had to ask Obi because I didn't notice that. Um, and yeah, so, and then, you know, she, so Red Skull gets the Tesseract, opens a portal, summons an interdimensional creature, 
Uh, Carter enters to fight the creature. The portal closes and then it reopens 70 years later as similar to when Steve Rogers unfroze from the ice and she sees Nick Fury and Hawkeye. So I was pretty disappointed in this episode. I feel like they didn't, um, didn't play around with the format enough. So this is basically a what if, you know, anything's possible. And for the first episode, all they did was basically swap out a character from a, a narrative that we've already seen. Yes, there was slight changes with the Hydra Stomper and the interdimensional creature. But other than that, it was basically the same as Captain America 1. And I was sort of like, well, that's not that inventive, to be honest. Um, they didn't really change that much. The fact that Captain Carter is British and is representing American interests, I feel like, particularly back in the 40s, and the fact that she's a woman, they probably would have been a bit more like, hey, this woman's British. Like, this is America. You know, we don't even speak British. Um, so I just feel like they, they sort of missed an opportunity there. But Chris, we've not heard from you that much today. What were your initial thoughts on the episode? Um, don't know, really. It was pretty... I think it wasn't very entertaining, if I'm honest. Um, it was like a... Obviously, they're going to be like 20-minute shorts of other films and stuff like that, but um, I feel like he needed to centre more, uh, like, around Sharon Carter. I think uh, Steve Rogers played such a big role in it still, and I don't think he necessarily needed to. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they were winning quite easily and then all of a sudden it tables were turned within like a clip of fingers and I'm not really sure how it happened um and then her appearing I I mean they had to change up a little bit her appearing 70 years later but um yeah I don't know just it wasn't I just didn't think it was that entertaining um I think yeah maybe you're right about the the way they tackled the whole Sharon Carter becoming uh, Captain America, but they did give her a hassle, and I suppose they can only give her a hassle for so long in a short film, or a short episode, should I say. Um, Hydra Stomper, didn't like that. Um, I'm pretty sure to- Howard Stark didn't make it that, that long before, uh, but I could be wrong. Uh, what do you mean? Well, he made it in his blueprints, and all the blueprints like came together to make this secret weapon. So, in theory, if that weapon was available to him back then, he would have made it already. But he didn't have the Tesseract to use it on, I don't think. I think I that's why. That's, I suppose that's a good point. He didn't have the Tesseract. But does Tony Stark use the Tesseract to do it? I suppose he uses the other thing that he makes. More, to, more technology, stuff. 70 years yeah, later, isn't it? True. I don't but know. I, just, I, think this, I think the whole Steve Rogers of it all didn't need to be there. Um, that's not because I don't like Steve Rogers. I think Steve Rogers is a very not very good character. But I feel like if you're going to do a what if about someone else, then it's mm. got to like be 80% around them, if I'm mm. honest. Like, I like that they went and got Bucky. That's cool. That's fine. Um, it, but it's the same, it was the same linear story. Just like you said, like a few characters swapped out or, or swapped about, which, yeah, it's a, it's good in theory. I just don't think it translated very well into a twenty minute short or a thirty minute short, however long it was. Yeah, that I think that's fair, and I think you're right. It, it focuses far too much on 
Steve Rogers, but just not as Captain America. And it uh, uh, kind of overshadows kind of Hayley Atwell's Peggy Carter. Um, I feel like maybe if they'd, if, if Steve Rogers had died in the initial shooting, then, you know. Yeah, imagine, imagine if he becomes, imagine if he became Winter Soldier and then a, fir- a later on, a later on episode, he's the Winter Soldier. That would have been quite that's, that's what I thought they were going with it. Yeah. And yeah. are we, are we sure these aren't continuations, by the way? Well, let's get on to that when we talk about episode two. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Anyway, ah. well, what do you think of it, Obes? Um, I liked it a bit more than you guys did. I, think, I thought it was cool. Um, I enjoyed it. I will say that I agree with you guys that they didn't change enough about that particular storyline. Like, even if it's just, and I suppose we can talk about it when we move on to the next episode, but even if it's just like little subtle things, for example, like, yeah, like you say, Steve, Steve dying or the fact that, um, when maybe she fights, um, a different villain that other than that nameless monster that that uh that she fought at the end maybe that could have tied into something that we've seen in the mcu already kind of thing but brought forward 70 years earlier than we would have than than it was in the original mcu or when she gets brought to the future maybe it's not uh nick fury and uh hawkeye standing there maybe it's two other people who i don't know who we haven't seen before who are maybe slightly different you know i feel like they could have yeah definitely changed a little more about it um i get what you're saying glenn about uh them being uh them probably in that time having more of an issue with peggy carter representing america and being a woman blah 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 but like chris said i think it's hard to cover that in full in what in 30 minutes when this is it's essentially it's essentially short they essentially like short films um and i'm going to contradict myself from what i said uh, when we were reviewing Invincible, when I said that cartoons shouldn't be 45 minutes long, I feel like these episodes should be longer. Um, I agree. I think just the so fact that can... these are anthologies, that yes, mm. they can, they can yes. be longer. Yeah, that's the main, that's the main thing. Cause, cause, and this is going to bring, bring it back to my main, when we talk about my main issue with the series as a whole, the anthology aspect of it, um, I'm not getting, I'm not, I'm not satisfied with the half an hour that I'm getting and the fact that it's an anthology series. If, these were continuations and one story linked to the other story then i can understand that because if you don't get something in this half an hour i'm sure the next half an hour will cover it or or i'm sure it'll be revealed at the end of the season because these are closed off stories i'm not as fulfilled with what's in it as i as i could be and as i should be because like i said these are short films and it kind of just felt like they just took all like the uh what some would say like the talk the boring stuff out of the first avenger uh left in all the fighting and just put uh swapped captain america and uh peggy around yeah um and, and i think the nature of again the whole what if and i think i said this before we'd even watched one episode is again the the shortness of them the the fact that there are infinite possibilities you will get people and I think I'm going to be one of them who's like, okay, so you had the Tesseract 70 years earlier because mm. it wasn't frozen in ice. That would have drastically changed the world. Mm. Mm. I want to see that. Or, um, you know, yeah. So Bucky, Even the fact that, um, sorry, that they had, that Peggy Carter used the super soldier serum and they were testing like her blood and stuff. Maybe that affects like Bruce Banner later on in life. Maybe he doesn't turn into the Hulk kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I think, Again, episode two does this a lot, lot better. 
but you, you think, okay, so Bucky doesn't become the Winter Soldier. Um, Steve Rogers doesn't become Captain America. Uh, Peggy is lost for 70 years. Uh, you know, the test. So, so presumably, Steve and, and Bucky will live through the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, probably die in the 80s or 90s. Mm. The Tesseract has been around for all that time. So mm. therefore you think, okay, well, it was lost from 1940 until it turns up in Captain Marvel in the 90s, right? In, in the in the sacred timeline version. Mm. Or I can say, right? So, and there was a huge gap there because Nick Fury spends a lot of his time uh, looking for it and not knowing what it is. But if it's all of that's happened, then again, like the world would drastically be changed. And that's more interesting to me than just seeing Captain America if it was a woman, um, which maybe is a bit flippant. But, you know, there was a lot more within that, even the fact of her being a woman and being British and representing America, that would have been more of an interesting 30 minutes to me than just her in the narrative of Captain America. Mm. But maybe I'm obsessing too much on that. But uh, I think... Just quickly, sorry, can I uh, just say my piece about the episode and then... Oh, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted... I I just will say that um, I wasn't disappointed by it, like uh, you, Glenn, or I don't know if you felt disappointed by it or not, but I did enjoy it. I thought that the animation style I I enjoyed quite a lot. Um, And the action scenes I actually thought were really good as well. Like, some of them uh, with Peggy, like shooting through like from one plane to another and the planes like following her from from the back and while she's like beating people up and stuff i feel like she was a lot more violent in this than steve rogers was in uh the first avenger she was just killing people left right and center which i thought was quite fun um and i think that the voice acting um was really strong for the most part apart from the guy who plays um oh, no it was sebastian stan sebastian stan i don't know who was like directing him uh, to do Bucky, but I just thought some of the lines he was reading, I was like, this sounds horrible. I don't know how they didn't record uh, this I was I wasn't a fan of Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark either. Were you not? I, actually, you know, I agree with you. Agree he was OGT. And, yeah, and I agree with you. OGT? OTT. OTT. No. And and just to quickly jump ahead, I feel exactly the same about Jumon Honsu with Kraft in, in the second episode. See, I, I feel I, that about... Um, uh, is it? Did Michael Rooker play Yondi? Yeah, is it Mar- yeah, yeah, I feel about him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, the voice acting in this, I'm a bit like. Eh. And I think yeah. they're, they're leaning too much on comedy, which I'm a bit like. And it's not. Really yeah, working. I would agree with you. With that. But yeah, sorry. I will let you finish your piece. <laughs> so no, yeah, that was that was basically it. And um, I kind of I had read uh, previously, a couple of days before it came out, that um, people said that episode one was like basically. Of the first, like, I think people had watched like, the first three episodes. They said of the first three, episode one is is the worst of the three, and it's a bit clunky. So I think I kind of like adjusted my expectations a little bit, um, which I think helped me to enjoy the episode more. But I will say that I'm not um, having watched both episodes now. I'm not fully into this series yet, as much as I thought I would be. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, what do you both feel about the fact? that Chris Evans didn't return as uh, Steve Rogers. Um, I was said in the group chat, I think his voice actor was spot on, so I don't really mind it. I didn't actually notice the difference. No, me neither. Chris? 
Can you hear me, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't mind, to be honest. I agree with you. The other voice actors that are a bit rubbish, to be fair. Well, episode two, uh, which was released today as we record, is what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? So, uh, basically, um, in this this kind of alternate reality, rather than uh, going after Peter Quill himself, Yondu delegates that to Kraglin and Taserface, I think it was, um, or someone else, someone else in his kind of, you know, gang of motley crew, uh, and they pick up the wrong energy signal. Uh, so a young T'Challa from the 80s uh, stepped out of Wakanda and they pick up that kind of energy signal uh, rather than Peter Quill's and sort of abduct T'Challa. And uh, then it quickly jumps to them as um, kind of, I guess, it's just like 20 years later, so they've already had loads of adventures. Um, and this is where I think I was really like, yes, this is the sort of what if kind of butterfly effect thing that I wanted to see. So mm-hmm. we've, I mean, this, you, you learn about a lot of the adventures through dialogue in this, but so in this, T'Challa is basically very famous when he gets the orb, which we see from the first Guardians. Korath is like, oh my God, I know who you are. And it basically ends up becoming one of the, uh, they're not really the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like the Ravagers. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of all of the kind of domino effects of T'Challa simply being Star-Lord and the way that he is so kind of pure and, uh, you know, always wanting to do right, there's this kind of <laughs> kind of really random, uh, un- unsuspecting things that are a result of that, which is Thanos being convinced that, uh, you know, having genocide, which he thinks is effective and efficient, but comes to realise that that's wrong. Uh, so he becomes... I will, sorry, I will just say the way they handled that I thought was so funny. It, I, I was laughing, yeah. yeah. And, like, he's kind of cute when he's not angry, isn't he? He's got a little purple, <laughs> little purple face. Um, but, yeah, so he becomes a Ravenger as well. Um, Nebula has hair. Oh, I hated that. A weird change, but... I hated it. Um, Cha-cha. Oh, shut the fuck up. God. Yeah. Horrible. So it was just, like nice to see that one small change like that has had a huge effect so the Guardians of the Galaxy never became a thing you yep. see Drax being a barman there's not not Gamora's not in this episode at all um obviously Thanos doesn't destroy half of humanity and civilization mm. um the the kind of collector has sorry been... how did you say how did you why I didn't I missed that part how did why did Thanos not become the guy he became because T'Challa basically was just like you know, yeah, basically told him, you know, convinced him that it was wrong, and he ended up agreeing with him. Um, yeah, right. And yeah, so then the the kind of the gang that Thanos has in uh, Infinity War end up becoming kind of the Collector's kind of um, henchmen, mm. uh, and he has you know a lot more. Uh, there's a there's a lot of Easter eggs, particularly in the fight with the Collector and T'Challa. So he ends up having Captain America's shield. He's got Hela's um, headdress. He's got Mjolnir. Mm. Um, I'm sure there were many other things that I didn't quite spot. Um, so yeah, I mean that had huge implications. And then even at the end, which I think Chris was hinting at earlier, Peter Quill is just 
works at like a you know diner and then the last thing is ego comes and says oh i'm your father so i'd like to see that side quest but yeah there was a lot of a lot of things changed because of that one small difference so um yeah i guess chris Obi, what, what were your thoughts on this episode um, I enjoyed it more than the Captain Carter episode. I still don't don't love it. Um, uh, it was nice to hear Chadwick Boseman's voice, to be honest. Um, I think this is the last MC. I think it's the last thing that he was involved in. That are like that's new kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was all. And even to like, it, I feel like the way that the story plays out is kind of like I don't know. It felt like this is like a tribute to the actor kind of thing. I don't know if they, if they meant to do that, but that's just what kind of like what it felt like kind of thing. Cause it shows how like, how like regal to Charlie is and how like loving he is. And he just wants to help the world. Like that kind of thing. I think it was really, really interesting. Um, like you said, I, I loved how that like one thing just affected, uh, like the, the whole universe basically, um, in that obviously Thanos becomes like part of the gang kind of thing. I just thought it was really funny. And obviously how they like, but I think it's uh, right at the end when he's talking to the Dora Milaje and, like, and she goes, mm, that sounds a lot like genocide. That yeah. Like, yeah but it's also that was funny. funny. That was funny. That was good. <laughs> but it's effective. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, honestly, I loved how they were doing that. That was so funny. Um, uh, I think... Uh, I think it, it was... I didn't love uh, the Nebula character um, and I also didn't love... Uh, what's his face? Uh, Taser face, what the fuck his name is? Because he got quite a lot of lines, and I was like, mm, you're not really delivering this like, like I would like to. Because I think he was like, there's a lot of comedy. I think, like you were saying earlier, and I didn't really, it didn't really hit for me. Um, in terms of the story, obviously, like then it's, it's another thing where like I think this is too short. Like you can't really get into. It's just, it's just in a, It's like very in and out. I feel like, and uh, I feel like I can't really get into getting properly invested in in a story or in in a character because obviously. The, like I say, we know that in this in this world, Star Lord contrasts um, Peter Quill because he's famous. Everybody knows him. Obviously, no one knows Star Lord and the thingy. Um, we know he's done all this stuff and he's um, a skilled Ravager and blah 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 blah. But like I say, you just hear about it. We don't really see it. Obviously, we see this one this one mission. But I don't know. I just end of the episode and I just felt a bit like ah, oh, this feels, I feel like it was missing missing a little something. Um, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Chris, um, so I agree with you in the sense that um, that these are very short. I think they're so short that we're not getting the brunt of it. But um, I feel like if we had the beginning bit of where T'Challa was taken, and like the lead up to where we are now, that would have been a lot better of an episode. Mm. Then rather than us like piecing it together, I feel. Oh, so you want it to sit in chronological order? Well, I guess so. Like, I feel like I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like what you were saying, Obes. Like, um, I feel like they're trying to do like the kindness of Chichala with the comedy of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I feel like it doesn't really hit as well. Like, mm. instead of saying the Mary Poppins thing, they said something else in this one as well, didn't they? They said, um. Oh, what was it? Um, ah, it doesn't matter anyway. But like, cool. Fa- 
uh, Thanos, Thanos, however you want to say it, he's part of the team, but like, I, unless I miss this part, we don't see how he becomes part of the team, we just hear about it, right? Yeah. So like, that bit could have been kind of interesting to see. Would have been a bit complicated, probably, but um, I just didn't, I wasn't, a, I wasn't really believing that he was part of the team. And then like, like you said, Nebula having hair, like why? Her characteristic isn't the fact that she's bald. It's, it's the fact that she was tortured, like, as a as a kid. What like, I took from that is that because Thanos isn't the evil guy that he was, he hasn't spent a lot of his life torturing Nebula. Because Nebula is more robot than human, or whatever, you know, thing she was before. Yeah, I guess. Um, like, why, why does her hair define her? Like, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I, the yeah. add-on of that was unnecessary in my opinion, and it was a little bit, like, off-putting on her, not off-putting, but, like, distracting about her character. Mm-hmm. But it's fine, whatever, it's, it's, it's something little, it's nothing major. Um, I just, yeah, I thought the story was just over really quick, like, really, really quick, like, they're done in this adventure, oh, T'Challa's made this plan. We don't know if Nebula's, Nebula's double crossed. Oh, we get there. Nebula hasn't double crossed. They boot the uh, collector into a, a tin can, and everyone beats him up. I'm like, what? Like what? And I didn't understand. I, I, like for uh, his 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 gang to then follow the collector. That bit didn't really make sense to me either. Uh, unless the collector's idea was to get all the Infinity Stones and do the same click, but. I didn't. I didn't feel like that was the vibe that Collector had. I feel like he just wanted power. Um, I don't know. Character now, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, everything's I, I, changed. I guess. Yeah, I just feel like there is again the same as the first one. Like I prefer this episode. Don't get me wrong. This episode way more interesting. Like like lots more dynamic. Lots more chess pieces have been moved, and it's like oh cool, these things are happening. But I feel like again I haven't quite hit the nail on the head with them, and I feel like. Um, Oh shit! What was I gonna say? Uh, like, I feel like, uh, yeah, that is still too linear. They're still focused so much on one storyline. I get, I get it. It's what if, like, what if this character did this rather than this? But like, it's not necessary to like then have the same story regurgitated because it is basically the same story, isn't it? Their still aim is to go to the collector. He's just, instead of the Collector having something that a bigger bad has, the Collector has it, right? So it's like cutting out the end part of the story, and we're just going from beginning to middle. And making, therefore, the end, right? And like, yeah, I just, it was good. I just don't, I just, again, I just don't think it hit the nail on the head. I like the little, um, uh, what's the word? The little, uh. Oh, what's the word you call it? Where you see things from other films into in it. Easter egg. Easter egg. I love the Easter eggs. Always like Easter eggs. I I do like the fact that they brought on Thanos into the group. I thought that was kind of funny, kind of cool. But I feel like they needed. It just needed more. At least I feel like this. The short form. It's like it's like Loki. It's like One Division. Short form with these things are just not enough. So longer. Sorry. Yeah. Come. I was gonna say. So I. For, I'll ask both of you this question. Ideally, what would you want from an episode of What If? Like, you know, so Chris, you're mentioning like this, following similar storylines to the film. So do you want them to just do a completely different 
Do you want them to? Do you want it to be like an hour long and follow like Peter Quill at the same time as Chachala or Star Lord to see how their mm. lives different? I like, don't know. I, don't, I think an hour is maybe a bit too long. Like, what 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 is this half an hour? This thing? Yeah. Yeah, forty five minutes, an extra fifteen minutes to give us a bit of extra context into and like visuals into what's happening. Um, for example, in my mind, the only thing I can think of is on my head. Right. So, for example, we're gonna see. I assume it's not T'Challa. I assume it's uh, Killmonger. Killmonger as Black Panther, and he's going to go and save Tony Stark. Is that is that what we saw in a in a snippet of the trailer? I don't know. It's Black Panther. I know it's I know it's Killmonger. I don't know if he's the Black Panther, but oh yeah, sorry, yeah, that that could be kind of cool. I feel like if then Tony Stark, so I I'd be interested to know where that goes. Is it going to be the fact that? he's going to then become Iron Man rather than Tony Stark, or is Tony Stark going to still sell weapons? I just, I, I, do you know what? It's really hard. I don't know what I want, but this, this isn't it. This isn't hitting the Mm. nail on the head. Like, it's getting slightly better Mm. in what it's doing, but it's not quite there yet. And I I don't know how to explain what I want. That's, That's fair. I think that's the problem when you've literally got, you can have any character from the MCU, whether we've seen them or not, they can assume the role of any of the other characters because it's a multiverse and they can do whatever they want. Like, how do you yeah, I, I sit like down they... and write nine episodes that are going to appease fans? Yeah. You know? I, I just feel like the, maybe the end point needs to be different because so far we've got the same end point on a lot of them. It's like, instead of the timeline veering off and just going completely elsewhere, it's kind of doing like a, uh, a semicircle, so it's in a line then it's veering mm. off in a semicircle, and then it's eventually, like, plopping back down on the line. Yeah. But having a different, like, end point. I feel like if it just keeps veering off, if that makes sense. I feel like, particularly with this episode, I want to see a couple of sequels. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to see what Ego does with Peter Quill. Um, I want to see, you know, so presumably... So the Guardians of the Galaxy never became a thing because, you know, Drax mentions his family who obviously killed off screen and then that was motivation for him to become a guardian of the galaxy the kind of end game never happened um obviously t'challa's father was never killed in berlin um you know so there's so many different things that i'd be like oh i really want to know in this Mm. universe what that is i would also maybe quite like as a little thing right at the beginning just saying like you know earth 214 or you know universe 37 and mm. so that you know whether these stories are taking place in the, the same timeline as each other or if they are all completely different multiverse threads mm. yeah no i agree with you on that in that aspect um to answer your question from earlier about like what i would change um i think i'm in a similar boat to chris where i think i would start to make the episodes a little bit longer so you can just flesh out the story a little bit more um, so you can make it just feel like a, a well-rounded story with enough action and enough dialogue to kind of like complement each other, um, which I felt like Captain Captain Carter lacked um, in terms of like balance. If it was more just action rather than talking, and then in this, I think is a bit it's a bit better, but still not as much as I would as I would like. Um, I think also it's because when we've been watching MCU from the films to the TV shows everything is so interconnected and uh even with everything leads onto something else and all of the everything's like so 
like well thought out and this connects with this and this is going to develop into that and even with the tv shows obviously that's just like a linear thing like each episode develops from the previous episode before it kind of thing and then you come to this where it's like seemingly completely different and one episode stops bang that's it story done this episode bang story done and it's kind of like it's hard for me to change even though i knew that was what this was it's hard for me to change my mindset into i love it when things are connected um so it's hard for me to change my mindset to think, OK, these are just going to be singular stories on their own. And I think that's what's bothering me a little bit. I feel like maybe I need to change, <laughs> change my my uh, my thinking when it comes to watching these TV shows and just get my head around the fact that this is most likely just going to be a singular story and then try and be satisfied with that. Because it's, kind of, it's like reading a comic book, isn't it? It's just, oh, what if blah, 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 blah. You read that one, done. And that one's finished. Like, it's not going to bring out another issue. not going to bring out issue two. That's it kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think I just need to adjust myself a little bit because the other like it's it's not that these are bad; these are good, and I am enjoying them. But um, I feel like I can just get a little bit if I can get a little bit more, maybe a little bit more dialogue. Do you know what I mean? Bit hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want a little bit more from the Watcher because the fact that he just says, "Ooh, what if Sharon Carter became," <laughs> and then being like, "So that happened," you know, it's a bit like, "Well, yeah. point." Uh, even if Jeffrey Wright, um, the Watcher, was like, so because Sharon Carter became blah, 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 this is the consequence for the other characters that you know and love. You know, even just a little couple of minutes like that to just wrap it up. Um, but I'm reading about What If uh, on the internet, and it says they conceived and wrote 30 episodes uh, for the first series. Um, but obviously we're only going to get nine, and they've already announced a season two also of nine but interestingly um so some of the episodes were cut uh or removed because uh they matched story ideas marvel already had planned to use such as professor such as professor hulk older steve rogers pepper Potts in the rescue suit which was all in endgame loki becoming a hero jane foster becoming thor which is planned for thor love and thunder uh, and an episode that was half the planned plot for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's Other true. unused pitches include an episode where Spider-Man turns into a real spider that was deemed too dark and horror for Marvel's PG-13 rating, uh, and a Jurassic Park and a Star Wars crossover, which is rejected. <laughs> um, <laughs> it says, despite the series anthology format, the writers conceived a story story device for the first season that allowed them to have some connectivity between the episodes. Uh, so they realised Captain Carter would bubble up and become more important alongside the Watcher, and they decided to revisit her story in every future season. So that's quite interesting. Um, mm. And also, apparently, characters introduced in Phase 4 of the MCU, such as Shang-Chi, will not appear in What If until at least the second season. I'm fine with that. Yeah. So that's interesting, but I I don't apart from the zombie one, which that's about the only one that I can remember from the trailers. So I'm I I'm not I don't have any episode titles either. Um, there was one but, where there was a shot where um where the Avengers the money shot basically become like Gamora and then what is it? Okay, and Chris uh, said about Killmonger being yes yeah king yeah. of uh, Wakanda. So that'd be interesting. Mm. But are there any that you know you would love to see any particular characters or scenarios that you're like oh, I'd like to explore that uh, I don't know off the top of my head um, not really to be honest I thought it would have been an interesting one maybe 
if because obviously they didn't do it in the trailer, but because they, they kind of like um, saved it because obviously Killmonger saved it at the end. But it would have been interesting to see if oh what if Tony died in that. Uh, in that Iron Man 1 scenario, what if he died, like, what would happen then, kind of thing, like, would, would have Obadiah Stane have taken over the world, like, <laughs> I mean, mm. that would have been quite an, quite, an, quite an interesting one to do, or, like, what if, uh, uh, Justin Hammer was actually a competent fucking inventor, <laughs> like, yeah. or, or what if Iron Man 2 was good, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there was a couple in the trailer, I think, I'm sure there was a storyline involving Loki and Thor, so I'm quite interested to see what that is, because maybe that will be like maybe what if Thor is the is like the bad son kind of thing. I don't think it would be would be interesting. Or even like do you know what, even when you're talking about in Loki where you've got the kid Loki who said, Oh yeah, I killed Thor. Oh yeah. Let's I wanna see that. <laughs> I wanna see how with the duck episode. <laughs> what the duck thing was so I was watching it like this is so fucking dumb. So <laughs> animation's <laughs> the perfect format for him. Isn't it? <laughs> when he said, yeah, literally. When he said um, what did he say? Uh, something, something, something always go duck or something like that. I can't remember what the first line was. Um, I don't know, but it was so... In, like, the way was it was it like, when you're fresh out of luck, you need duck? Or, I don't That's know. it. That was it. I was like, that is such a, such a bad <laughs> line. But I laughed anyway. I'm not going to laugh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, and yeah, I, overall, I won't like... I don't want to shit on the episode, because overall, I did enjoy it. Um, but I will say, again, that the voice acting needs to shape it up. Just a, just a smidgen. Um... Yeah, because uh, Michael Rooker wasn't feeling him. Uh, Craglin wasn't feeling him either. It just it was a bit jarring, to be honest. Um, it doesn't really doesn't really fit. And it makes, to be honest, it makes me appreciate how like um, how skilled you actually need to be to be a like a, a competent voice actor as well. Cause I think people don't re- people don't really like uh, recognize like I think people would probably just even me on the surface I think oh yeah it's easy, but it's actually like it's actually probably a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also feel like, unless they're going to appear in other episodes, the fact that they got Stanley Tucci and Toby Jones back for their respective characters from Captain America 1, like, I wouldn't have known if it was them or not. Yeah. You know, so getting them, like, big actors back, you know, is kind of pointless, whereas it was pretty obvious that Dave Bautista was not voicing Drax. Mm. <laughs> you know, so... Mm. But... um yeah, also Chris Pratt didn't do Peter Quill from the looks of it, so uh, yeah. maybe they're like, all Team James Gunn, I don't know. I'd say it would have been funny if, like you, you were saying earlier about the Jurassic Park and uh, crossover, Chris Pratt obviously mm. in Jurassic World, that would have been, well, could have been a funny thing. But, you know. Yeah, very true. Um, any other series, films, movie or TV related things that you guys want to discuss before we wrap up? Um, I would say I watched Jungle Jungle Cruise the other day. Oh yeah, what did uh, you say? I fell asleep for about ten minutes. Oh, okay. um, but it was, but it's not bad. It's it's an okay film. Um, what did you my... say you watched? I didn't I didn't quite hear what you said. Jungle Cruise. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was cool. Um, the I didn't really buy. I would say like some of the action was cool. Um, I thought Jesse Plemons was quite funny as the German the German character. Jack Whitehall, obviously, Jack Whitehall is funny. He's just like a his his usual like campy kind of style of comedy, which is fun. Um, I will say that the um, I liked Emily Blunt in it. I liked The Rock in it. I didn't really like the two of them together. I didn't really think they had uh, any chemistry. All of a sudden, they just like were in love with each other. I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. Um, and I hope they didn't do a sequel because he doesn't really need one. That's it, really. Yeah. yeah. 
for this equal, 100%. Mm. Yes. So, I mean, she only falls in love with him when he says he's 500 years old, which is a weird, <laughs> weird kink, but hey okay. um, Yeah. I mean, so you're going to watch Snake Eyes tonight. I'm going to try and watch that on the weekend. Um, oh, on HBO. Have you got HBO? What do you mean? You mean you're going to watch it at the cinema, Chris, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris is on holiday in the US at the moment, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, are you going to watch Free Guy? Yeah, yeah I'm going to go and watch that um, hopefully sometime next week. Cool. And I'm going to watch Don't Breathe 2. Uh, I hope so I'll let you know if it's going to be all right for you. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think, I mean, there's a couple of horror releases that I wouldn't mind seeing, but after Snake Eyes, which doesn't look good, in my opinion. No, um, it doesn't. <laughs> is the next big one Shang-Chi or is there another one in between? I think it is Shang-Chi, you know. Shang-Chi comes out in two in like two weeks. I didn't even feel like it was so soon. No, I'm happy about that we haven't seen anything for Spider-Man. You're happy wanna, or unhappy? Uh, I want a trailer, man. I'm happy. If, yeah. I, if I see a trailer and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it, how, how unprecedented would it be if the film came out and we'd had no trailer? <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be so weird. <laughs> but I, would, I would respect it, though. I would Because we we comment so much about how trailers give too much away. Yeah. Um, they just yeah. had a trailer where he's just swinging about and it had the end scene from the last film. Done. Easy. That'd be yeah. shit. I'd rather have some no trailer than or, that. <laughs> or, or, if, or if he's going to go and meet another Avenger or something. I don't know, like... I just, yeah, give I me a trailer, but don't you have to spoil? Yeah, don't spoil anything. But yeah, give me a trailer. I need a trailer. I need one. Give me. I need to be hyped, man. I want to get hyped. You you should already be hyped. I'm gonna go watch it, obviously. But you know, I love watching trailers, man. I want to get hyped. Or, but we didn't see Spider Man in the trailer. Oh, <laughs> dreams of jubilation in the cinema that we would would have heard. Oh my. Yeah. Um, there's also yeah. sorry, the Hugh Jackman's got a film coming out on Friday called Reminiscence which has got an absolutely zero press um, yeah, but actually, uh, it's, actually it's quite interesting yeah it looks quite good actually I, uh, so my brother's mate Adam went to the premiere of that and said it was not good oh damn but I, I don't know how, whether to trust Adam's uh, review you know opinions on films um, but yeah I don't how know do you I, do I, the premiere? how do you even do that I don't know to be honest Maybe he's in it. I don't think he is, but isn't he? Is he's an actor? Is he? Yeah, he was in that. He was in that. Uh, he had a very small cameo in the the one with Pierce Brosnan and Jackie Chan that came out a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh-huh. when Pierce Brosnan puts his Northern Irish accent on. Well, actually, it's not even putting it on. He is Northern. I'm pretty sure he's Northern Irish. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah, he said it. He didn't have a good review for it, but yeah. I, I won't rush out to see that. After you said that, I can't remember what it's for, but there's there's a trailer that came out for a film or a TV series, and the bloke in it is actually Australian, but people were grinning him on Twitter for his shit Australian accent. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> is what? it Eric Banner? It might be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's about it's the murder one in the desert or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny when people have such good American or English accents, and then they talk in their own native mm. tongue. You're like, well, what the hell? Because um, like Jodie Comer is Scouse. Oh, her, she's brilliant accents. It's mad. 
Yeah. Have you, have you watched Killing Eve? Even yeah, I've seen Killing Eve. Ah. She is sick in Killing Eve. Crazy. Man. But, I mean, imagine if she was like, I ain't love how's a kid. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> He's stolen me game. <laughs> literally, I'd never heard her, like, speak in a proper accent before, and I'd watched, like, two seasons of Killing Eve. And then I watched a YouTube video of her accepting speech, I think, at the BAFTA or something like that. And I was gobsmacked at her, at her voice. I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> I, would, I, I would just put on that, like, generic English accent. I would be like, I'm not talking in my real voice. <laughs> Make compliments to her, innit, though? If you, if yeah. you generally don't like things, yeah, it's just compliments, innit, to her? Yeah, no, her accent's sick. No disrespect to any scouts who might be listening, by the way. Uh, <laughs> that's the opinion of Obi only. Mm. What? Did you, did you, <laughs> you guys speak about uh, Scarlett Johansson and Disney before I came on? We talked I about that we, last week. Yeah. Hmm? We talked about that last week. Oh, did we? What, how they completely disowned her? That's what? Disney have not disowned her, so they won't uh, do any more Disney slash Marvel films. I think she was done with them anyway, to be fair. That's, yeah. why, she's, that's why she's doing all this bullshit. Yeah, I feel like she burnt that bridge, to be honest. Respect to her, though. Get your coins. Yeah. Although, apparently, I read that um, Emma Stone, uh, rather than suing Disney, renegotiated her contract for Cruella 2, which does not need to happen, by the way. Um, whereas she will get, like, a lot more money, no matter where it's released or how it's released. So, okay. rather than suing them, she leveraged, you know, them. Uh, Fair enough. I it's easier for, that's easier for her to do than it is for Scarlett Hansen, isn't it? Because yeah, I, 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 Scarlett Hansen's played a clever game, but a really stupid one at the same time. Because what is she like? Thirty-five? No, forty maybe. How old is she? Don't know. Now she's got at least another twenty, thirty years of acting in her. Disney and Marvel are pretty big, big franchises, like and she's Star 36. Wars and all the things. Huh? She's thirty-six. Well, do you know what I mean? She's got so much time left. She's just she's just basically cut out one of the big. Is it big five now? It's not even a big six anymore, is yeah, it? Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to have Disney to. to you don't, that. but like there could be a project like ten years down the line that she could be like, oh man, that would be sick. And it's like if they really cut ties with her, she's not going to get the opportunity. To be fair, Chris, you don't know what will happen in ten years' time. Like, look at uh, yeah. Disney and Disney and James Gunn. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true, true, true. I, I think I think they'll be all right. <laughs> I think they'll be fine. But um... oh, did you hear about the thing about Johnny Depp as well? Apparently, he can now sue uh, that uh, libel case or something. Oh, Amber Heard. Heard did. He's think, apparently think... quite good in his new film. What, what's that film? It begins with an M. I don't know what it's called. We're not a very good podcast, sorry. Um... I feel like he's been done dirty in this whole thing, though. I really don't know enough about the situation. This is the thing, like, it's yeah. all, it's all, it's all she said, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but the thing, the thing for me is, like, if you don't know, then you either keep them both, or you sack them both. Mm. You can't keep one and then sack the other. Well, so if I, you don't know, now you know. Well. Anyway. Hey, I was not going to go that far. Commit, <laughs> 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 then. Commit um, next time. Oh, I'm not going to say that word. <laughs> right. It's called Minamata, by the way, that film. All oh, right, I was trying to find it. <laughs> Minamata. I thought you were talking about the other word. I was like, that doesn't sound like it. <laughs> you don't know, now you know, Minamata. Um, yeah, so he, he he's 
basically looks quite old in it, so he'll probably be nominated for something. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll talk about the films that we're going to go and see uh, next time and also the future episodes of What If um, and anything else. There's also a film on Netflix called Beckett, which has got uh, John... Yeah, it's got John Washington in it, which I kind of want to watch because I'm still not sure whether I know if he's a good actor or not. Literally, uh, I'll just do the same thing. If you uh, watch it, I'll watch it. If you I'll, watch I, will, it. I will watch it. So okay. we'll watch Beckett's. Chris, okay. if you get a chance, it's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I can take some time out of One Piece to watch Beckett, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and we still need to do the TV uh, ranking thing. Which oh, yeah! I know what? it's been a hot minute. But ranking? What do you mean? You know, when we did that whole... Um, that uh, beyond, what were they called? There was that Twitter account yeah, that really blind wave. That's it, blind wave, and they uh, they put all those TV shows in ranking from like S through to F, and uh, we sort of did our own take on it, and then we said we'd do a follow up with additional series. Um, oh. so that, okay. It's been a quite a while, but um, I, I keep forgetting, so we need to schedule a time with Joe to do that. But that will be in the pipeline at some point. But any any TV shows you want us to include on that, um, please do tweet us at YC Podcast Seventeen. We're also on Instagram as Your Average Critics, uh, and you can listen to our old podcasts, including that TV ranking one, uh, through Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Please. Oh, sorry, I didn't say keep it sexy. Keep it sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't hit stop yet, so just in time.